Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm doing a solo episode to talk about athlete brain because this is a subject that has been honestly the driving force of creating pregnancy and postpartum athleticism, of understanding how to work with athletes and with how I coach coaches and practitioners to know how to work with pregnant and postpartum athletes. The mental mindset of an athlete is what dictates their process so often. And now, you know, there's there's so much work and talk about mindset and different tools and things that we can do during pregnancy. But I don't feel like a lot of that addresses the multitude of factors that influence how an athlete feels when she finds out she's pregnant and navigating her training, her eating, her body image, her her expectations in, in so many different ways during pregnancy and then postpartum with trying to figure out how to get her body back, how to recover, how to improve her diastasis, how to manage her pelvic health symptoms, and then really adding in the juggle of motherhood and just the early postpartum experiences where it's a huge life transition where there's not a lot of control, there's not a lot of routine, and you might be desperate for control and routine. And that can be a really hard mental shift, pause, transition, whatever you want to call it, for an athlete to make. So these are some themes and things we're going to talk about today with Athlete Brain. And thank you for listening in on this conversation. I think, I'm hoping anyway, that'll be extremely helpful to get an idea of what it is, what to do, and how we can how we can really get a better hold of leveraging this skill instead of letting it sabotage us. And that's something that I feel I have a lot of personal experience with. An obvious disclaimer, guys, I'm a coach, I'm an athlete, I'm a mom. I'm not even close to being a psychologist, but I do understand what it's like to coach athletes, to be an athlete and to, to experience the, the wide spectrum of ways that athlete brain influences our process as a coach, mom, athlete, and person in general. So what is athlete brain? Uh, It's a definite component of our overall wellness as athletes and for coaches to understand the athletes that they're working with. Athlete brain is the intrinsic motivation to challenge, pursue, and perform. It can be on the spectrum of a type A personality, some of those characteristics of how someone identifies and is often driven by competitiveness, fear, ego, anxiety, success, energy, routine, and capability. Now, if this mindset, it's really, it's a motivated mindset, right? And if it's leveraged well, it can assist in many aspects of a person's success. However, at its worst, it can kind of sabotage a lot of efforts in terms of somebody's health and their overall feelings of worth. And that's that can be a really hard thing to navigate when the intention is genuinely good. Athlete brain is something that we 
we can turn on and we're used to kind of pushing through to being really proactive, to being really healthy. All of those things are valued components of how somebody operates when they have this mindset. I'm going to list off a few of the descriptive things. This is from a graphic. It's on Instagram and I'll somehow connect it to this episode, but some components of athlete brain is it's it's part of somebody's identity. They're routine driven. They might have an attitude of exemption, ego. It's attached to their self-worth. Their ability, I should say, is attached to that. They're competitive and ambitious. Maybe they're motivated by fear and anxiety, but they're also just naturally really driven. Um, They're used to being able to push through. They might be controlling, have a lot of energy, stubborn and patient. They feel very capable and just confident in what they're doing. And for me, this influence, this is, I think this was just a huge part of how I was raised playing sports my whole life into collegiate athletics. And then after just being, having this identity as an athlete come with me through the course of my life. And it has influenced every single thing I have done since my time of being a a competitive athlete, so to speak, ended. It still carries into how I work, how I operate, my motherhood, everything. This mindset does not leave you even if your competition days do. So for me, what that has looked like was just being extremely driven and overachieving and willing to ignore any voices or people or things that maybe discouraged me from what I felt was right. That's where this ego kind of comes into play. So if we're talking about training, especially during a chapter like pregnancy, it was this attitude of exemption of Um, Well, I don't really need to make these modifications. I know better. I'm more experienced. I'm a coach. I was doing this before. I should be able to do it now. And having these high expectations for what your body should look like, for how you should be able to perform, what you should be able to do. And it can be really hard for athletes to get totally sidelined during this chapter because they're thinking, well, I thought I would be able to keep doing this or I'm super sick during my first trimester. And now I went from working out five days a week and I'm lucky if I even work out once per week and I still feel like shit, right? Like, and that can be super hard and discouraging for so many athletes when they're used to this set routine, they had these expectations and now, whoa, it's way different than what they thought it was going to be. And guys like, welcome, welcome to motherhood. Like, and and I say that with a lot of love and a little bit of joking, but mostly just reality of there's so many things that, you know, we we want to be able to control, things that are really valuable and important to us. And our kids are our coaches. They they humble us from the very beginning if we allow ourselves to pay attention to that, right? Um, and we allow ourselves to surrender and honor to the process that we don't necessarily have that much control of. Well, you tell that to somebody who maybe resonates a lot with this description of having an athlete brain, that can be really hard. And it has been a significant and still is, guys, very much still is a significant struggle for me to be able to dial in and leverage well in a way that I'm not actually sabotaging what my true intentions are. So with postpartum, athletes can be really hard to navigate because, okay, well, there's this new baby and there maybe depends on how their birth goes, but 
for a lot of people like myself, I had my birth plan like printed, ready to go. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted this natural birth. I was, I was ready. I was prepared. I knew what I thought I needed to know going into it. And again, like my baby just had a different way. He had, he has been a force of a spirit since the moment I went into labor with him. And, you know, having an emergency C-section was such a reality check for me. And I just, I couldn't help but feel like I did something wrong. I was a failure. I was kind of embarrassed and ashamed because of how outspoken I had been on social media. And guys, this was seven years ago. So it's not like, like my social media was literally like nothing compared to uh, like what it is now, for example. So it just felt embarrassing in, in terms of how I felt talking with friends, what I had shared publicly, even if it was in a very small capacity, it just... I just felt so much shame around like, oh, I had such an ego. I thought I was going to be like this. And now I'm actually like that. Struggling with a diastasis postpartum, people who struggle with pelvic health issues or any kind of symptoms like that postpartum, uh, people that are really desperately wanting to feel like themselves again, and they use exercise as a form of therapy but end up kind of overdoing it where it becomes excessive. Maybe it's meticulously tracking your macros and calories because you're afraid of gaining weight. All of this kind of goes under this umbrella of a potential, potentially having like a disordered vibe to how we are navigating these very fragile chapters in our lives as moms, athletes, and just women in general who are trying, genuinely trying to be healthy but we sabotage ourselves because nothing is good enough. And, and there's just this overarching drive of wanting to do more, be better, be the best, be the healthiest, be all of these things. And in that process of trying to be perfect or trying to be what we feel like we should be, we lose sight of what our reality actually is and what life is asking of us in this chapter. And so one way to go about navigating this is calling it out within yourself and recognizing it in others. And it, you cannot unsee this mindset and this approach once there's been almost like uh, recognition drawn to it, right? Like you're hearing this, you're going, oh yeah, I, I know my friend was totally like that. The girl I go to CrossFit with is totally like that. Or my friend who was wanting to run a marathon at three months postpartum, totally athlete brain. Like you start to see that. You see it in the news headlines, what pregnant and postpartum story makes the news. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background there. So we see all these different examples, right? And you can't unsee it once there's been attention drawn to this capacity of, of how this mindset influences our life. It can be really hard to see your body change by pregnancy or in the postpartum process of, of finding a new normal. And we know, honestly, that with a lot of time, you do find a new normal, but instead of focusing on going back and getting your body back or your life back or this, what your training routine was before, it's moving into a new phase of moving, of just simply moving forward with new circumstances, variables, and lifestyle. We know that training is not linear, right? Like nothing about getting stronger or faster or leaner, if that's your goal, like that is not a linear process. And so our athleticism as mothers cannot necessarily be linear either, but that can be a really hard mental adjustment to make. And that's why we have to kind of accommodate this athlete brain mindset and what we were doing before and what, what was effective before may not be effective for right now. 
And so this is not to sound like such a buzzkill, but it's just to give some perspective on what is right now is not necessarily forever, but it warrants making adaptations to like, we have to adapt to our nurse, new circumstances, our new lifestyle and the new variables that we have in front of us. And that is how you learn to leverage athlete brain. You take a step back and you analyze what are my current circumstances and what do I, what's my ultimate goal, right? Like when, what do I need to do to achieve that? It's not running yourself into the ground, trying to be perfect. It's because it's getting okay with, with good enough for right now, because good enough is actually great. Good enough is great when you're in the trenches of figuring out this transition. I I think it's just really looking at things like for me, breastfeeding, for example, I needed something to go right. I needed a win. I, every other thing about early motherhood with my first son just kicked my ass. And I just, I desperately needed a win. I needed something to hold on to. So I made myself neurotic about breastfeeding and I did it for a year. And that was like my like little like badge of honor that I held on to. And you know what? Like it also made me crazy. So at what cost was that actually quote unquote best for me or my son? In hindsight, I wish I would have given myself a lot more flexibility and grace. And I was able to implement that with my second with my second son, where I just, I had a lot more freedom around how I fed him and my, my mindset towards that. But with breastfeeding, for example, like that was motivated by athlete brain. I wanted to feel like I had something. I wanted to feel like, you know, I was, something went as planned, right? But at what cost? And that's what we have to keep coming back to is like, it's great to have goals. It's great to be motivated. It's great to have a certain intention for how you want something to go. I love planning. We are successful. Athlete brain people are successful because they work hard and they figure it out. They are resilient, strategic, and motivated, right? They're just resilient humans. But we have to know how to leverage that so that we don't have to torture ourselves in the process or feel like our ability is somehow now connected to what we look like and what we can do and and how well that process goes. There's so much more to it. I really have to take a step back and say, is this working for me or working against me? But another problem is we can justify everything. Like I know that you, if you're listening to this, maybe you're like, well, you know, counting macros makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like I'm being really intentional with my pregnancy nutrition. And I know that I'm getting enough, or I know that I'm not overindulging or whatever, right? I hear this all the time, guys. So I'm not not calling anyone out, like literally not calling anybody out. But is it making you crazy because all you really want is just some Cheerios in your first trimester because you just feel so nauseous and now you're freaking out because you feel like you're not giving your baby the nutrition you need or it's so far off of what your typical like calorie allotment or macro goals are it's giving yourself freedom to be flexible and adapt to where you're at right now on behalf of where you want to be later. And that is not a regimented process right now. There is a time and place for it, but can you take a step back and say, like, what is my ultimate goal here? It's not just about like health in the form of what we look like and what we consume. It's health and how we actually feel mentally, physically, emotionally. And if our actions and our motivating factors are not aligned with the physical, mental, and emotional, 
then it's not actually healthy. Like these things have to work in alignment, especially during more vulnerable chapters in our life and our athleticism. And that's how you can learn how to leverage athlete brain. You make the adjustments that you need to make right now on behalf of what your true intention, your true goal is. So, you know, something I talk about a lot is what we can do is we can control what we can and then surrender to the rest. As an extremely hard thing for me to do. I don't like to surrender. I don't like to just be I'm like, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. What will be, will be like, I hate all that stuff. I hate that message. Like, no, I want to have some kind of control. I want to be able to, you know, put in the work and get a certain result, which is great sometimes, but it is not necessarily great all of the time, especially during pregnancy, especially when you're rebuilding your capacity and rehabbing postpartum. And especially when you're trying to figure out what motherhood looks like for you, not what you thought it was going to look like, not what someone else's experience looked like, but what your experience looks like. Do not sabotage yourself based on realities that are not your own. And that is something I see I have personally experienced and I have had many athletes that I work with, a lot of the coaches who end up becoming a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach do so because they're like, oh my God, I get it now. It's not just about exercise modifications. It's about coaching the entire human through this process. It's so much more than physiological changes. It's the psychological changes that impact every single thing this athlete does. And if we can learn how to communicate that and ask an athlete, well, okay, Maybe, maybe it's time for her to stop doing sit-ups or toes to bar, or maybe it's time for her to stop running. Cool. You tell a runner not to run, what are they going to do? They're going to want to run because like, screw you, right? Like they don't want, they don't want to hear that. Or just like you tell a crossfitter not to crossfit or a lifter not to lift. They're going to keep doing it. They need to understand and have context and come to these autonomous decisions on their own, but they need that with the context that coaches like pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches can deliver. And we do that not by saying, hey, you shouldn't run anymore or you need to stop doing setups. We do that through having a conversation by understanding what their motivating factors are, what their belief system is around exercise and their training during these chapters. You know, same goes for, for postpartum, them wanting to maybe jump right back into things to get their body back or to pursue competition or whatever it might be. It's having under it's having a conversation and asking, like, well, what is your goal? And well, why do you want to keep doing this? And like, what, what are your thoughts around that? And, and just trying to understand them more. You have to understand where they're coming from so then they can feel like they're actually making a really informed choice about how they're navigating their, their training. I've had a lot of my high level athletes are like always super willing to adapt and like, yep, nope, just tell me what I need to do because I understand that uh, you have the context that I can't see right now, you know, meet them where they're at to take them to where they want to be. And a lot of the really high level athletes that I've worked with are super willing to just surrender and say, yeah, I'm willing to make whatever adjustment I need to make now. And I'm willing to trust this postpartum rehab process. No problem. Sometimes it's like my, my average, like runner mom or, you know, I'm a CrossFit mom who's like just kind of recreationally does this, not even competing, right? Someone like you and me probably listening to this, like who like we want to be fit, we want to work out, we want to have active lifestyles, but not necessarily doing it at a professional level to compete or anything like that. It's us 
that have the struggle because so much of our identity and our ability and worth can be connected to what we look like, what we can do. And it's validating, right? It's so validating to feel, to have people clap for you and to feel like you have something to clap for yourself about. It feels good. So how can we find worth that extends beyond what we can do, beyond what we can look like, and just adapt for where we're at right now? I look at my own process and say, yeah, pregnancy totally opened my mind and my eyes to finding a new way to mentally navigate these changes to my body and my lifestyle, my training and all of that. And I look at my postpartum experience and say, man, like this crazy rehab process and, and trying to get strong again and just make the most out of my circumstances, surgery, all of that, like that, that was a huge learning process for me, not just from a physical standpoint, but because I had to learn to love and appreciate what I could bring to this world in a way that had nothing to do with what I looked like or how much weight I could lift or how fast I could run or how many triathlons I did a year. None of that stuff matters. What matters is, is how do I feel in my body and how, like, am I able to live the lifestyle that I want to live with my family, with my kids? And at what cost am I willing to, you know, it just didn't make sense for me anymore to put so much worth around what kind of athlete I could be, what I could do, things like that. And then when we apply that to business, like I also had to surrender aspects of how much attention I was putting into my training and body because I care about my business a lot. It's like, it's, I I love this. It brings me so much joy and passion and fulfillment. And I can leverage my athlete brain to grow a business and a brand and a movement that is so much bigger than me. Something that I, I pray leaves a legacy because it stepped into a space that was worthy and meaningful and so attached to a special season in my life. And I want that to infiltrate your life and everybody's life in a way that they feel like they they don't have to search any further for guidance and answers. And I can give them the resources and information and programs and people that they need to connect with in order to have a really fulfilling pregnant athlete, postpartum athlete, coach, informed coach experience, right? Like that's what I want to leave behind. And I know that I can apply my athlete brain into that. And yes, I find worth and value from that, but I'm, I have learned how to leverage it beyond, honestly, like beyond a really superficial level, which used to be, I want, I care about what people think a lot. I want people to clap for me. I I need that validation. I want to be able to lift 300 pounds at any given time. I want to be able to train up until my due date, train for birth, and then bounce back postpartum and be able to see my abs again, like all of that stuff. Honestly, like while it felt real at the time, it was pretty superficial. And I'd rather use that motivated athlete brain to, to do good for this world, to good, do good for my family, to be able to be a mom who can raise my boys, to know how to leverage a competitive mindset in a really healthy way instead of a self-sabotaging way. And I think if we can keep that perspective and just be able to like, have really just be able to have some introspection, I guess, be able to like, look, I have to look at my behavior and my decisions and my reaction and really just be more aware of it. And it's not perfect. And there's a time to kick on that athlete brain to be competitive and motivated and, 
and work really hard. And then there's a time where we have to take a step back. And, and the more you're able to confront some of this, the easier it becomes to, to recognize that and just find peace. When you have the athlete brain, it's hard to find peace because we're always looking for that like superficial fulfillment, right? That quick fix of like, oh, that felt good. Like um, that whole can I versus should I risk reward? Well, sometimes when we take that risk of like, well, I know I should probably stop running, but I'm going to run in the workout anyway. Or, you know, I probably wasn't ready for that. I think I pushed it too hard. Now I'm feeling like symptomy. It's like that's an instant gratification. And I think the goal is we have to be able to start thinking like long term. What's my long term gratification going to be? That is a messy, hard line to walk, you guys. And again, it's not linear, but it's something that if we can bring awareness to, it can really make a big difference in how we navigate our life as moms, as athletes, as coaches, and just overall like healthy, happy, holistic, like a a holistic approach to our overall health and wellness. And it's really keeping that perspective and being able to adapt and make make these changes and, and recognize what our tendencies are. And how can I counter that? Or maybe it's not a time to counter that. And just bringing a little bit more self-awareness to the conversation because this will influence every aspect of our life. If you're somebody who is like, yep, athlete brain. And, and just to like, I know we're at the end of the episode here, but to, to clarify, athlete brain isn't necessarily just reserved for somebody who identifies as an athlete, right? Like, athlete brain can be the mom who wants to just get back to her her boot camp class twice a week and just like go really, really, really hard while she's there. Well, maybe she doesn't call herself an athlete, but she has that mindset of more, more, more. And that can be somebody in yoga who really wants to do certain poses and moves and flows and do it for as long as she can or get back into it as soon as she can. She's really motivated to be back at class or back in, you know, at her studio back teaching, whatever it might be. So it's not just like, I don't want you to think of this as it's solely reserved for like runners or CrossFitters or something like that. It's not because this influences so many different people in so many different capacities. Again, it could just, it could be attached to a birth plan and how we want that to look. It could be attached to our feeding uh, choices and options for our children. It can be attached to just every aspect of our parenting and our life. And it's not, we don't need to be competitive with ourselves or anybody else. We can just navigate our reality with a lot of flexibility. And it gives you the freedom that I think we all actually want when it comes down to it. We want to be free to be healthy, happy, and, and just feel good about our choices, right? Without having this like battle of our worth being attached to what we do, how we do it, and what we look like. So thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this episode. There is a lot more to be said about Athlete Brain. It is a very much a cornerstone of this brand, of this podcast, of every single thing I've ever created. I care a lot about this conversation because I think it influences so many other aspects of what we, what we do and how we do it. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. And if you can leave a review, it's so important for this information to get out there and it has grown because of you. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for listening. I'm with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you head over to my website, www.briannabattles.com and find my free and paid resources 
and make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Brianna.Battles. Talk to you soon.